0: Aloha and welcome to Elevating Motherhood. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Lori Beth Aldridge. I've taken my passion for conversation, perspective, and supporting moms and turned it into a podcast. My goal is to talk openly about motherhood, offer new ideas, and help moms find their confidence in this busy and sometimes overwhelming world we live in. We're going to dive deep, open up, and elevate motherhood. Thanks for being here with me. Let's get started. Today's episode is sponsored by Homeschool Explained, an online course I created to help parents find their confidence on their homeschool journey. I used to teach in person workshops here on Maui to help families gather all the information and resources they needed, answer all their questions, alleviate common concerns, and help them get organized as they started homeschooling. Homeschool Explained is the online version of those workshops. I totally get it. Starting any new journey can be overwhelming, especially when it comes to rethinking how your kids are going to get an education and that you are going to be the teacher. But don't worry. There is so much support and freedom in homeschool. It's doable. It's fun. And it takes way less time than most people think. I put almost 15 years of homeschool experience and insights into this easy-to-follow, easy-to-use online course that answers common questions, helps you work through worries, and saves you time. No more internet search overload. This is all the info you need to get started homeschooling today from a trusted, experienced source. I show you what modern homeschool days actually look like, all while covering major topics like curriculum, homeschool styles, subjects to teach, cost, state laws, socialization, and so much more. This course takes the guesswork out of where and how to begin and leaves you with solid support and resources. I want you to start your homeschool journey with confidence. Find out more at homeschoolexplained.com. That's homeschoolexplained.com. I personally get so much from online courses. My favorite from this past year was Healthy Mama Meal Prep. If you tuned into episode 76 with Chris Dobniak, you know that there was a lot of potential in my life in my kitchen to change. And you know what? It has. Since talking with Chris and taking her online course, I've learned about just how flexible and time giving, not time draining like I had assumed meal prepping can be. I've happily changed some of my habits and consequently my attitude in the kitchen. I have organized my pantry, prepped veggies without wasting them because I actually know how I'm going to use them and when, and I have a better idea about how I can effectively and efficiently tackle meals throughout the week. And it's all thanks to the teachings and insights of holistic health coach, intuitive eating counselor, trained chef, and fellow mama, Chris Davniak. Chris also has a fun quiz on her website where you can find out your meal prep style. Are you a flexible foodie, a busy babe, or a modern mom? Whichever you are, she has ideas for you. There is more information about that quiz and her course in the show notes, and be sure to use the code LoriBeth15, one for 15% off your enrollment in the Healthy Mama Meal Prep course. You can sign up in the links in the show notes at elevatingmotherhood.com. Today's episode is so cool. I have my numerology chart read to me for the first time ever, and you get to hear my reactions to the results in real time. This is a wild conversation, not only am I blown away by the accuracy of my chart, but I am so inspired by the ideas and conviction I feel after hearing it. My excitement is not me putting my faith in numerology or using it to replace my religious beliefs or anything like that, not at all. This reading simply carries the same weight as other ways I've gotten to know myself better. Things like personality type indicators like the Enneagram and Myers-Briggs, although I will say I do appreciate the presence of spiritual elements in numerology. This was so fun and insightful. It gave me a lot to think about on my own personal journey of figuring out who I am. And honestly, I feel five steps closer to my true self after this conversation. You can tell I'm really excited to talk with my good friend, Nadia Bernardi. And the ideas are just flowing at a really fast pace as we unpack where we are in our own journeys and how stepping into our true selves helps us step out into the world as our true selves and serve others authentically. I am so curious what you guys know about numerology and and just signs and symbols in general. So I'm going to pop on Instagram today the the day that this episode airs and ask you in my Instagram stories, you know, do you see signs and symbolism in your life and in nature? And are any of those signs sometimes in the form of numbers for you? You know, do you do numbers speak to you? Are you someone who often sees groups of numbers together often like 1111 on the clock or 555 on license plates and addresses and things like that? If so, you are going to love this conversation and you're also going to love it if numbers don't pop out to you yet or you know maybe you're just you're just curious. I I really think you're going to like this. Our guest today, Nadia Bernardi was with us in episode 7, one of the OG episodes of Elevating Motherhood, sharing with us about universal law, and I am still not over the universal law of abundance. I literally think of it every day and every time I put an episode together for you, the confirmation in this conversation of, of that abundance and the importance of showing up as our true selves in the world. I mean, wow, I feel so affirmed in this podcast project of elevating motherhood and my work to support moms and all from this reading of my chart. I mean, I'm blown away, floored, humbled, just all all the feels. I want that kind of reassurance that knowledge and self-study can bring for you too. So I'll be sure to link to how you can have your numerology chart read too in today's show notes. Nadia Bernardi is an intuitive coach who helps people tap into their true gifts to create work that lights them up. She is the founder of Work and Woo and host of the Where Dreams Are Made podcast. She has been helping creative entrepreneurs share their gifts with the world since 2008. Without further ado, let's welcome the inspiring Nadia Bernardi to the show. Aloha, Nadia. Welcome back to the show. I'm so stoked you're here. Thank you so much for having me back, Lori. I'm really excited to be here too. Oh, this is awesome. My listeners already know a little bit about you from your episode about universal laws in episode seven. It was great. I still refer back to it. I still constantly at least once during my week be like okay law of abundance come on gotta get back to that law of attraction all right time to start I don't know leaning into that a little bit more so I do references reference it a lot and I highly encourage people to go back and listen to that but catch us up on what's going on with you and share with our listeners what you're up to now yes thank you so much
1: um it's been a really beautiful process for me especially in 2020, which I know has been such an unexpected year for so many of us, of just really stepping into what it is that I can do to help more people, to be able to guide people into what it is that they're truly meant to do, what they're feeling called towards. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the beginning of my business with Work and Boo when I started it, it was really leaned more towards business and more mindset. And it is really more shifting into more of the spiritual personal development realm, which has been really, really um, beneficial for me, but then also the people that I've been working with, I'm finding that a lot of people are coming to me now, especially in this year of 2020, who are not really sure what they want to do next. They do have a beautiful, you know, professional history. They've they've done a lot of beautiful things with their life, but they're not really sure what's next. And so I have felt even more called this year to just step into how I can help others move through this process, which is how I started really utilizing numerology. Mm -hmm. It really started off as more of a personal guide for me of how can I kind of connect back with myself and learn about myself. But then it's really started to transpire and how can I use this to help other people? And so that, that's really where I've, I've been at. I've still, um, podcasting. I've Mm -hmm. been connecting with a lot of other beautiful founders and dreamers to help them share their stories as well to help show people what is possible that you really can step into what you feel called to do it's not outside of yourself it's available to all of us and so just sharing more stories of other people who've already done it has been um, something that I felt very connected to this year I felt very strongly pulled towards connecting with other people and
0: and sharing their stories to just to help as many people as I can so That is awesome. And I am so struck by a couple of things that I would say our podcasts are very different. Yes. Uh, Our paths are very different. And yet, hearing you talk, I have some of the same elements in my show. I have the entire Called to Create series Mm -hmm. that shows people, women, moms, like if you feel this call to create something or to do something or to start something, here are stories of women and other moms who have also done that. And how does they do that? So even though this is not technically a call to create episode, I think I'm just going to go ahead and stick it in the call to create section <laughs> because I, ultimately that's what we're talking about. And and creativity is so important. And there is this calling and people are feeling it and they're not able to pinpoint oftentimes what that is. But there's so much noise and distraction and motherhood duties <laughs> that we're performing that i i think it's easy for that to get lost in that and then you talked about spiritual and personal development Mm -hmm. i feel like one of the things i constantly talk about is that we are missing that spiritual side in motherhood we're not honoring that or talking about it or acknowledging it because in our culture we have sort of um interchange this notion of spirituality and religion
1: mm-hmm. or
0: like you have to identify with a religion in order to be spiritual and it's oh. like wait a minute whoa actually i think that we need to get back to basics and and widen our lens when it comes to spirituality and then also personal development i mean that's what i am trying to encourage moms to do all the time that's what you and i are doing today is to do that personal development get to know yourself, get to know your true self, because that is where real happiness and peace and purpose come from. Exactly. And I
1: always like to stress that if, if it is on your heart, it's on your heart for a reason, it's meant for you. It's not meant for you to to shut it off and to move away from it. It mm-hmm. is meant for you to move towards it. And I think a lot of times we, we question, we have these doubts on if it's the right path for us. And that's another reason why numerology is something that I'm so passionate about because it really helps to unfold these things for you and to really help just guide you back to yourself, which is ultimately, I think, going to benefit not only you as a mother, but as a friend, as a wife, mm-hmm. uh, in all these different areas, both personal and professional. So it's, it's just a beautiful...
0: Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Was there a moment that made you want to dive in and study this more? Was there like an aha moment or a series of events? Or, I mean, did you just wake up one day and it's like, I'm going to study numerology?
1: (laughs) Well, it really honestly started back when I was in a job that had been a dream job for so long. And it really started to transition into this job that I was just not in alignment with. Yeah. And I felt this very strong calling to do something else, but I just lacked so much clarity on what this something Mm -hmm. was. And when it came to my work, I have always been someone that was very clear. I knew what I wanted to go to school for. I wasn't one of those people that was trying to figure out my major in college. I've always known. And so to be in my thirties, to have a family, be married and living this life that I told myself I wanted to live, but then not feel like I was living to my fullest potential, was just, it was very, it was just something different that I'd never experienced before. And so that really started my my journey through to connecting back to myself and really connecting to spirituality. And at first it really started with me realizing that there was these signs that were coming to me. I, I started to pay attention to when I was thinking about things that had to do with my work and where I should move into, I would start to see signs in nature
0: So in particular,
1: I love Mm. to um, (laughs) meditate on my lanai every morning. And there is these periods where I think about something very specific where there there was this red cardinal that would come and fly into my backyard. And so I I started to realize that these were signs Mm -hmm. and it really wanted me to dive even further into how can I get more clarity? How can I receive more signs? And that's when I discovered Numerology and angel numbers, and that there's actually this system and this language and this way for you to communicate with a higher self, um, with a a higher source. I like to refer to it as the universe, Mm -hmm. but a lot of us might uh, relate to it as more as you know, source energy, God, whatever really kind of aligns with you. Um, But just a way for me to have this communication so that I could walk the path that I felt that I was meant. To walk essentially, mm-hmm.
0: I so appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, I think mean, we've always uh, known this about each other, and you even actually use the word woo in your stuff. Yes. <laughs> but I am openly woo woo, I'm also openly Christian, and I also openly am obsessed with connecting with nature and seeing things as science. And I almost, I'm going to have to go back and listen to our last interview. Cause I feel like we probably referenced animal speak back then too, mm-hmm. but there's this really cool book that I reference all the time called animal speak. And, mm-hmm. um, my God bless my listeners seriously, <laughs> uh, for listening to all my Cardinal stories and the mockingbird stories oh. and, and all of this and a mockingbird came into my life, right? As I started to um, step into my, true self as a podcaster and and figuring out what that was and, and walking that path. You know, I put my toes on it and tiptoed for a little bit. And then I was solidly walking the path. And then um, Mockingbird is about uh, finding your own unique song because mm. they can mimic all of these different things. And it's just fascinating. So I looked up that and listened to it for a while and he disappeared for a bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, interesting. And I was like, oh, does this mean I found my voice? Well, he came back. <laughs> but, and just in case I got not too cocky because there's also roosters in the yard <laughs> right. yes. but and um, then i was talking with emily humphreys about grief and, mm. and parenting through grief and all of that she had shared with me about how her dad um i, I thought about this so much oh my gosh i have chills thinking about it now Um, how her dad loved cardinals and eagles. And she was talking about all this symbolism. And as I was sitting here talking by myself in the morning, talking into the microphone, talking with her way far away, a red cardinal came right up to the window and was singing like really loudly in the background. And I was just, I was like, how can you ignore that? How can you just, just what? You've got to be kidding me how it was so awesome. I mean, I have chills on top of chills, just thinking about it and reliving it. And so I love that because there are symbols in nature and we are connected to nature. We are part of nature, you know, and, and recently I, a message crossed my path about um, like through a news article or something that um, we humans have been taken out of the nature narrative Mm. and that we are the ones causing all these problems. And we are not instead of beings that are in nature. So we are kind of trained and taught to see ourselves as problematic in nature only, but then also the saviors. Right, And it's like, actually, what if we're neither of those? What if we're actually part of it? Anyway, that's like a total sidebar. Right. But nature um, is really important. And I think that you're right. I love that. I love that you tuned into that and knew that there was something more to it. Ooh, <laughs> my gosh. Well, tell us more, because um, I'm really curious if angel numbers and numerology are different or the same thing or tell us about those terms so they definitely do relate
1: to each other so essentially the universe is always trying to communicate with us through so many different ways and numerology the best way to look at it is it's more like the dictionary of the universe so each number in numerology it's one through 11 each has its own kind of definition and meaning and energy and so when you look at them by themselves, it's just like looking at the word, like I like to use the word love as example. So there's a lot of meaning and feeling around love. But when you start to put love into a sentence, I love you, I love nature, I love to travel, I love to explore, then you start to uncover a little bit more meaning. Yeah. And so that can really relate directly back to you depending on what numbers you have in your numerology chart to really help you learn more about yourself. Whereas angel numbers are more about giving you kind of little like love notes or little kind of tidbits of information that's going to help you on your purpose. And so a lot of times, once you start to understand what your numbers are, the angel, you'll start to see angel numbers that relate to your chart. Mm
0: -hmm. So it will be very
1: interesting. Um, And so it it definitely does relate more to our angels, our spirit guides, which we all have that are giving us more information to help us down our path. But numerology is more the language. And more of the information that's going to help you connect more back to yourself, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. I'm loosely looking at angel numbers in my own life Mm -hmm. as more. I like the love notes analogy. Because let's say, for example, um, I'm sitting down and working. And I have like a really overwhelming moment or something. And I'm like, oh, there's just so much to do. How much time do I have left in the day? Or oh, how much time before I move on to this? And I'll look at my phone. And it'll be 444 Mm -hmm. or it'll be 1144 or Mm -hmm. something like, really like, how do I always look at my phone at 222 or whatever it is? And I I just, I kind of note it. And I, I think I have kind of transformed in my journey with it. Let's, I feel a vulnerable, which is why I'm tripping over my words by Mm -hmm. saying this out loud, but, um, (laughs) but it's okay. It's the only way we move forward with this. Um, I felt like I was I noticed it at first and that's just sort of what I did and I kind of dismissed it. And mm-hmm. then I moved into the whole like noticing it and then being obsessed with trying to figure out what it means right. and then being overwhelmed with all the information on the internet right. and all of it being contradictory and I felt I don't know it was just so strange. And then I was like, "Ah, eh, never mind. It means something, but what?" Right. And now I feel like I'm at the stage of like, "Oh, I was actually really overwhelmed. A minute ago. And I was worried about how much time I had left in my day or how much time before I had to move on to this meeting. And now I'm seeing the numbers and I see that it's 1144. And I'm just going to take that as a good sign and then rest in that peace without knowing what those numbers mean. And then moving on, because I do feel like it's like a little tap of like, just a little reminder, we're here and you're fine. Yes, no, it definitely is. It's definitely that's why you will notice them at these
1: kind of key little moments, it won't just be, it's never at random. It's always for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. And so you will start to notice it when you're thinking about something, maybe about your work or about something that you've maybe kind of been struggling with, you will get these little signs. And it's really to help to reassure you, to guide you that you do have support. You don't have to do it all on your own. You can really like use the strengths that you have to move forward through anything that it is that you might have questions about or doubts about. And so it's, it's really beautiful when you see the numbers and it's, it's really about you being open to receiving them because okay. you can't receive them if you don't truly connect or believe in it. But you can always ask for guidance It's always available to you. And so it's just about you being open to receiving it. Mm -hmm. And like I kind of touched on earlier, when you do know your numbers, especially in your numerology chart, you will start to see them in the angel numbers because they're helping to show you that you can step more into your strength Mm -hmm. as, as it pertains to the numbers. and. Yeah, it's just really beautiful. And every single number like I kind of touched on has its own frequency has its own energy. And so it's really about kind of understanding how the numbers work together and then how it relates back to you because it Mm -hmm. is going to be slightly different for all of us depending on what it is that we're dealing with.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that you touched on a really good point of it has everything to do with strength. Mm-hmm. It's trying to get us toward our strengths. Yes. Um, because I don't ever look down at my clock and be like, oh, it's four forty-four. I feel so down. Right. You know, exactly. like I feel so held down. Yes. <laughs> like it's never that. It's never that. And I do feel like I'm like, I'm trying to understand, but I hope that the piece is enough right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> no, so it thank is. you. It thank is. you. Well, um, I'd love actually to hear a little bit of history behind mm. numerology because I don't I don't know anything about it outside of my thanks uh, messages every once in a while. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. So uh, numerology, I just, I love it so much. It's such this ancient, it's an ancient language. And the beautiful thing about it is that we are now bringing it more into, I like to refer to as modern spirituality, modern time. So it's kind of like we are really learning about where it all started, but then how can we make it part of today's society? Mm -hmm. So it was originated in India. Um, between the 14th and 17th century. And it was embodied by 10 gurus Mm. who each embodied each number. And so they they didn't live at the same time. They lived kind of consecutively throughout this time period. And during this time in India, there was a lot of political unrest, a lot (laughs) of war, a lot of challenges with the patriarchy. And these gurus really came in to help bring the light and to help show people that they can step into their own path and their their own purpose in life, which of course, the powers that be didn't necessarily like that because they wanted everyone to kind of be a part of the same mindset in a sense of the same, be towards the same goal. But we are all humans. We're, you know, we have free will, we are living our own experiences. And so the gurus really embodied this. And it's interesting because they all were sort of linked together. It was either the previous guru would appoint the next guru or it was like the son of the previous guru. And by the time they got to the 10th one, it really was just this really challenging point in India where it basically was decided that it would all the information that was gathered through all 10 gurus would be collected into a book and that mm. we would just share this book with people and they could sort of start to embody these 10 energies and the 11th energy which has to do with your ultimate soul purpose your, in a sense um, reaching kind of the highest um, highest height of spirituality being kind of the perfect human whatever that looks like so there are 11 numbers in numerology mm-hmm. and because it was sort of collected in this book and the gurus it, that kind of phase of guruism phased out for hundreds of years it was lost people were completely disconnected from it. And it's just in the last, you know, fairly, not super recently, but fairly recently in our timeline has Mm -hmm. been able to come back into, into the world so that we can utilize it and really, um, you know, gain more insight into ourselves so that we can walk our own individual paths. Cause that's essentially the way it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to all be doing the exact same thing. Of course, you know, it is comforting as humans for us to connect with people and to have this sense of community, mm-hmm. but we all are living our own experiences. And so when you really tap into numerology, it really helps you kind of live essentially like the best version of yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. So fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's back at that like Ayurveda <laughs> um episode where I felt like I learned so much and um having that perspective of timelines Mm -hmm. and then just different cultures outside of our own just stretches me. I never feel intimidated by it. Uh, I feel curious about it. Mm -hmm. And I know that other people do too, but maybe we just haven't been taught to maybe verbalize it that way Mm -hmm. of like, wow, I actually find this very inspiring. I don't think it has to be like, you have to learn about it and then follow it, you know, sort of thing. Instead it's like, oh, wow, that's, I mean, now I want to know more about, you know, that's a totally different episode, but <laughs> right. I want to know more about like why it was lost and how it was lost and who found it and, you know, why it's coming back and why modern people believe it's coming back, you know, right. and just because I'm sure there's so many interpretations, right. um, which kind of brings me to my next question about sp- its ties to spirituality. Like, do angel numbers and numerology have any ties to religion or faith or just spirituality in general? Help me unpack that. Right.
1: So it's not necessarily tied to any specific religion. And you might see some similarities in religion and some things that maybe resonate with you. Mm. But it's really more about looking at kind of the power of the universe. So it's not really about, you know, tying it to Christianity or like, for example, I was raised Catholic. And so I very much am Um, have a very strong background, religious background in that sense. Uh, But it it is meant to be in a sense, I don't know if I would necessarily use the word separate from it, but it's not meant to challenge it in any way. It's just meant to kind of live on its own Mm -hmm. in this place of essentially just helping you with being able to live a more fulfilling life. And so
0: Mm -hmm. not integrated with it and not challenging it. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, that makes sense. Yeah. It's
1: living kind of in its own place and something that you just kind of touched on and just more about why it's coming into play now. Mm -hmm. So we were previously in what we refer to as the Piscean age, which is Mm -hmm. very masculine and the patriarchy. We are moving out of that. And so a lot of people question this, But the age of Aquarius, we are very much in. It's in the beginning stages of it. A lot of people have different timelines of when they think it starts. Mm -hmm. I personally resonate with it starting in 2012. Um, But Mm -hmm. some people say that it was sooner than that. But it's really about us moving more into the divine feminine and to women empowerment and to really shifting out of this idea of having this, this kind of structure that's holding us in. It's allowing us to be more free, more flowy, more creative, more divine. And so the reason why numerology is coming in now is to help us embody the the divine feminine even more so that we can transition even fully into the Aquarian age and out of the Piscean age. And so that's why it was lost because the patriarchy, the high powers that be didn't want us to have this information, but now moving into this new age, it's vital for us to be able to live this fully that we are aware of our own purpose and our own path and what we're supposed to be doing. So it, it it definitely does relate to that. And, and that's why it was lost for so long and, and people were so disconnected from it. And if you, if you hear now, you know, how many people just, especially in this year of 2020, where it's just been so Mm -hmm. unsettling feeling like they don't know what to do next feeling like they had this time a lot of us to just pause and to reflect and still and realize how disconnected we were from ourselves because we were so so busy mm-hmm. that was all to help us even further move into this age and a lot of people now are they are you know very curious about spirituality and, and angel numbers and numerology and, and things of this nature that maybe they weren't really aware of before because we were so caught up in kind of that hustle mentality Mm -hmm. and the go, go, go Mm -hmm. and not really connecting back to ourselves, which is so needed. That's how you're able to live in your purpose is if you know, in your soul, what it is that you're meant to be doing, that's how you can live the best possible life you can live. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know that, then that's when we get the term, you know, lost souls or people that feel like they're off their path, people that feel like they are doing work that is not in alignment with them. That's all because you're not connected back to yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now with the time that we're living in with the state of the internet, the fact that we have access to all this information at our fingertips and also the freedom Mm -hmm. to really create whatever it is that we want to create and share it with whoever needs it, is something that we didn't have previously. And this really is stepping into the Aquarian age and giving us more possibilities than we've ever had to be able to step into our path and create whatever it is that we want to create. And so something that I have found to be a really strong pull for me in the work that I do is to help people realize that if they are unhappy with what it is that they are doing, it is easier now more than ever to create your own business, Mm -hmm. your own um, position online, your own personal brand. And we don't have to live in this state of struggling with what it is that we're doing because it's all available to us. But yet so many people are still living in that place, which shows me how much more this is just needed and how much more it is really beneficial to get this information out, which, like I said, is easier now more than ever with everything that we have
0: um, at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that perspective, for all the reasons. Um, One, I feel like with that perspective, I would be happier showing up on social media, knowing that I'm part of this natural unfolding and this natural encouragement. And instead of constantly... I don't know, there's such a pull back and forth, right? Of like, this is really awesome. This is really bad for you. This is really inspiring. This is creating a lot of judgment, you know, just Mm -hmm. constant versus culture. And I've never really felt part of that. But I feel like I get sucked into this push, pull, push, pull. Should I be showing up? Should I be taking time off? Should I be pre planning post? Should I stay my organic self, all of this sort of stuff. And I feel like if I just pull all that back, put put it all away, whatever metaphor I'm trying to look for here, just ignore it and just be true to myself. It kind of makes sense. Like the timeline that you're talking about, like 2012, I became a mom in 2013.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, talk about stepping into your divine feminine energy mm-hmm. at the literal exact moment. Um, and then elevating motherhood. Hello. I mean, you know, you know how long I wrestled with a name and, and brainstormed and all of this. And then it just kind of clicked, but it took that long of an unfolding of me becoming a mother and working through all of these different things before I felt like it was time to start talking about it. And I, it's so funny because I feel like what I'm hearing you say is the age of Aquarius is a something that's happening anyway. It's a natural unfolding that's happening anyway. I can, I suspect that some people will have a bad taste in their mouth though, about this notion because Mm -hmm. of either toxic feminism or toxic anything. We don't even have to put an ism on the end of it. Just any sort of toxic messages or like shove down your throat messaging Mm -hmm. because it's just not necessary. We can just put that away, push it to the side and just know that this is a natural unfolding anyway. Mm -hmm. And hearing you talk about this, I would even go so far as to say as a woman and as a mother, I have felt this natural unfolding Mm -hmm. from feeling like I need to fiercely defend every decision I make in pregnancy, birth, motherhood, parenting, all of this to just, I'm just going to be myself over here. And So I see this shift happening and boy, at like warp speed, if you think about it, it feels like a slow unfolding, but then my oldest is seven. What the heck? I have three kids. I blinked and I had three babies. I don't know. It was crazy fast. And also in reference to this time, I do feel like there's some energy just to get woo-woo because that's where we are. We're here. We're talking about it. Um, I do feel like some of this lockdown stuff was meant to hold us back hold us down and hold us back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it all backfired. Exactly. So yes, beautiful unfolding. Here we are.
1: Yes.
0: So how can moms use this? I mean, I see the connection to myself, but I'm curious of what you think, how, how numerology and angel numbers can serve us.
1: Yes. And what you just said there was very beautiful and I'm excited to share a little more insights into your chart once we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's, there's a lot of, um, things that I saw that are really helping you to step into what it is that you're doing. And I would bet that a lot of women are people tuning in have, the number nine in their chart because it Mm. really does speak to divine femininity and bringing more empowerment into our life and into our work. And so any mother, woman, wife who is tuning in can really start to benefit from this information by stepping more into their divine feminine, which is really geared towards what is going to help you feel really good about yourself as a woman. And so a lot of it really pertains to, you know, living your life with ease and grace. And it really pertains to a lot to do with sort of your outward appearance, but not necessarily relating to society's ideals of your outward appearance. What is going to make you feel beautiful and goddess-like? Not what other people think that that means. And so, for example, like for me using myself as an example I love to wear kind of flowy dresses because yeah. it makes me feel feminine and beautiful. And I love to wear earrings. And if I don't wear them, I feel like, Oh, I, I, I missed something. And I'm not really, you know, presenting myself the way that I would like to. And so it's really about as, as women finding these little things at first that are going to just help you feel more beautiful and more, more goddess, like for that, as it relates to you, I really want to emphasize that because it's mm-hmm. not external and it could be, you know, wearing makeup and wearing red lipstick because that makes you feel amazing or it could be not wearing makeup at all it's it's really very personal Mm -hmm. um and i know as mothers when we have young children it, it can be kind of challenging to feel like i can't really put myself together i have so many other things going on and so just little things that you can do every day to make sure that you're stepping into that more so maybe putting on like your favorite perfume or some body spray and just kind of keep adding to that Mm-hmm. Because you want to keep stepping into that strength as much as you can. That's what that's ultimately what's gonna help you, you know, feel very empowered as a woman and as a mother. And I think a lot of times we feel like as women, we're gonna put ourselves last or it's not really that necessary for us to do right. these things, but it really, truly is. It's gonna mm-hmm. help you so much. And yeah, like I said, just start start simple. start with something you can do every day that's just gonna make you feel more like yourself in a sense if you feel Mm. like you've kind of disconnected from yourself and just honestly you know knowing all of your numbers having your chart read is going to be really beneficial but the number that really I think would speak to women the most is your gift number which is Mm. ultimately your superpower and so many of us myself included this is not like any judgment have been disconnected, what what is my true gift? And a lot of times we look external, we ask other people, what do you think my gift is? Or we have kind of a vague idea, but just knowing your gift as a woman is just going to help you in so many ways. And and really mm-hmm. all the numbers do work
0: together, but that one more so I think for women would just be so beneficial to know. Mm-hmm. I think in the show notes, I'll put a chart for the visual learners among yes. us, like myself of like yes. what it is I'm looking at. So I'm we're sitting here in person and I'm looking at the chart that is mine and so excited to find out what <laughs> gift eight means. I have no idea. Yes. I mean, we're not there yet, but I'm getting excited. <laughs> and it's like a triangle uh, with uh, that, you know, you'll explain, I'm sure, but I'll put the triangle in the in the show notes. But thank you for that message just now, because I love to wear makeup. I'm a beauty counter consultant, Mm -hmm. like because I love it. And I love the non toxic stuff on my face. I love the way I look in makeup. I love having long hair. And every once in a while, I feel pressure from both sides of being like you have to wear makeup Mm -hmm. in order to be presentable. And the whole you're you know, you don't have to wear any makeup, (laughs) fight fight the messages that say you should wear makeup. And then it just feels like the shame game back and forth instead of me doing what it is I want to do. I mean, I've done some self work on it. I'm an overthinker. I'm a thinker, whatever it is. And when I at the end of the day, look at it, I feel beautiful with no makeup on. I love makeup it's fun. And it makes me feel even more beautiful. And the products that I put on my skin, the quality of them, the non-toxic nature of them, Mm -hmm. um, even down to things like knowing that mica, the mica I'm using is ethically sourced and not mined by children. Like, I don't know. I feel good about that down to the very tiny details, but that's my overthinking personality, right? But I like that, and I step into that, and I own that, and I know that that makes me happy and brings meaning to my life, mm-hmm. and it makes sense why then I'm drawn to these products. It, it makes sense why I'm drawn to makeup in general. And I've done the work. I've thought about it. Um, you know, I'm married. I bag my man. <laughs> you know, like I'm not out there in the right? not out there in the pond. You know, I can stop wearing makeup anytime I wanted to. <laughs> so, by some somebody's standards, but for me, I want to. And then I've had to overthink about it because I have girls, right? Mm. And they love makeup yes. and hair and dresses and expressing themselves. Right. And so I feel like you've uncorked something for me of where I can just be like, okay, yes, think about it for you and do all of these things, but then let them be them too. Let right. them express themselves. And they're probably going to do it in a in a feminine way there. Right. And and why not? Exactly. Wow. I love this. You've helped <laughs> me overthink even more and then stop overthinking at the same time. I love it. I love it. I feel like that's the kind of energy we should bring in with the nine. <laughs> yes, definitely. definitely. Well, I also think for moms, um, it helps us slow down mm-hmm. and think and notice more. We just naturally notice more. We naturally want to focus on connection right. and meaning. I think just by being a mom, your spirituality just kind of cracks open the moment you become a mom, you know, and there's some of us who find a lot of peace in acknowledging that. And there are some people who don't acknowledge it. You know, we're all on, all on our spiritual path, but I feel like this could give moms just one more Avenue to explore that. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe even like a safe space to Explore spirituality if it's brand new to you. Right. You know, yes, and the presentation of it, and then I also feel like I'm excited for this. I mm-hmm. see it as an opportunity for me to focus on me mm-hmm. and to get to know myself better and get to know my true self better. So whatever it is you're going to tell me about my chart, I see this as an opportunity to be like, yes, I feel so known, heard, loved, and understood. Or Thank you for sharing that with me. Uh, that has nothing to do with me, but having that information still gets me closer to my true self. Right. So I think it's a win-win. I think it's a win-win. Um, are angel numbers and numerology tied to universal law at all? So it's interesting that
1: you brought that up because the best way I, that I can really explain it is that numerology is more, it's the language it's kind of the dictionary. It's, it helps you decipher your own personal book in life. Angel numbers are, like I said, kind of those little love notes, mm-hmm. kind of post-its, as you will, that's kind of helping you, guide you on your path. And then universal laws is more like the guidebook that we can all live in and work by. And so when you look at some of the universal laws, for example, the universal law of gratitude, Mm-hmm. you can be grateful for where you are on your path, even if you feel a little bit unsettled, even if you feel un, un, like, not like you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You can still have gratitude for what you've accomplished so far. And so it's going to help you step more into your strength. Or if you look at um, the universal law of co-creation, which is my favorite universal law, once you start to really step into... Your purpose, what is your destiny? Well, then you can start to co-create with the universe to be able to bring it into life and to come in a sense, kind of like full circle with it. And so it's it's really kind of this additional, um, I, feel, I feel like guide is just the best way I can say it to just mm-hmm. help you step into your strengths more. Um, the universal law of abundance which is available to all of us i think it's and my favorite you, yes universal <laughs> law, and it's very interesting because it kind of ties a little bit to your oh, eight here which okay. we're gonna dive into okay um, but yes it's available to all of us so it, it's regardless of if it's in your chart or not mm-hmm. we can all step into living more abundant lives and really Embodying your path and walking the path you're supposed to walk, and and being open to receiving as much as you can receive, um, is just going to help you. Like I said, step into your strength because with numerology, it's all about your challenge numbers and your strengths numbers, and we're trying to get you to your strengths. Okay. And so, just really embodying these universal laws is going to help you move more towards that. If mm-hmm. that clarifies it.
0: Yeah, it does. That's good. I like the book analogy. And I especially I'm not over the love notes thing. I really (laughs) I think it's just so charming. And that's totally what it feels like. Um, Well, as far as intuition goes, um, how much of intuition is involved in reading the numbers? Or is there none? Because there's a dictionary, right? So I'm really happy that you asked that question,
1: because it is very much about looking at the numbers, how they work together. Mm -hmm. But what you are going to bring out of it is you are going to be using your, your intuition and Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. really going to be about you kind of deciphering. What are the questions to, to ask? Because there's, even though each number embodies its own energy you can kind of see that as kind of like this full circle of all these different things you can pull from it. And so it's up to you. So for me as a numerologist to be able to ask the right questions and to really kind of, I like to do it in a a space of giving you kind of the beginning of it and Mm -hmm. kind of getting you to kind of realize things versus giving you all of it at once, because we can't go deeper and deeper and deeper. And so it is really, it is very intuitive, which is, fascinating to me because um intuitive is my destiny it's oh, really <laughs> it's something that i have mastered in a previous life and so i'm really coming i've always really been in, really intuitive but i've i've really stepped into it even more even more so this year and so yeah it really makes sense that i'm fascinated and that i want to do these readings because it is it it is very intuitive and it is up to you to kind of decipher where the person is, what is the best way to help guide them. So it is a balance, even though, like you said, it is a dictionary, it is giving you the information, Mm -hmm. but you have to be able to pull it out. And so that's why it's helpful because it's really easy for you to figure out your numbers on your own. but what does that really mean? If you don't really Mm -hmm. understand the numbers and how they work together, you're not going to really know how to really get the full information out of it. It's going to be very surface level for you. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: so yeah, being able to dive deeper is, is definitely part of it. So cool. So (laughs) I, we're getting closer to the reading, but I have one more question for you because I'm wondering how it is you have been using numerology and angel numbers in your life. Mm. So it really, like I said earlier, when I really was in
1: this position of being just unsettled and not knowing my path and feeling very disconnected from it, um, I really started to tap into what is it that I meant to be? What is my true purpose? Which Mm -hmm. I really uncovered through the angel, or I'm sorry, through the numerology. And one thing that was really interesting for me that I uncovered with my path is that I'm a path 11,
0: Oh, no kidding. And
1: so the thing about path 11 is it can also be a path two and no other numbers can do that. It's only the 11. And so when you're a path 11, more often than not, you start off as a path two, and then you transition into an 11. And so all of that struggle that I was going through with trying to figure out my purpose was really just me transitioning from a two to an 11. So two is very much more my creative side, my, I mean, it really speaks to the work I did previously, which was web design, graphic design, I worked in tech, I'm really strongly able to take an idea and bring it to life. So Mm -hmm. taking someone's business idea and making it into a brand and creating a a website and a logo and all those things. Um, But I was really feeling called into this new path. But I was in my challenge. Because I was having this longing, so eleven really speaks to spiritual leader
0: mm. and regal
1: teacher, and really helping other people to uncover their purpose and their path and what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so, when I was in this place of not knowing and feeling like this calling, I was really in that place of moving out of my two, which I had mastered already. I'd done that for ten years. I was not even ten years professionally ten years, but even you know my whole life I've been a two into stepping into this new thing that I wasn't quite sure what it was. And so um, it's really allowed me in these last couple of years to really walk my path in a stronger way and to really be able to have this sense of comfort. Like I feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. and more in alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing now than I feel like I ever have. Even when I was in my two and I was doing my creative work, I feel like now I'm, I'm even more so in my purpose and so I am constantly asking for guidance all the time every day and looking for it and allowing it to help me even strengthen it even more. I think it's so important to make it this daily practice you mm-hmm. cannot ask for enough guidance you can al- it's always available to you don't feel like you're bothering mm-hmm. <laughs> the angels or the spirit guides you can always use it and so i'm I'm always aware and it's it's interesting how the angel numbers have transitioned for me because when I was when I first started my business working Woo, I saw 11.11 a lot, which is really showing me that I'm, I'm going towards my path and that I have support. And then there was this period where I really didn't see 11.11 that much. I started to see other combinations of numbers and, um, and it really was, it's almost like you're taking it to the next level the more and more you get into it and the more and more you're open to receiving the numbers, it, it really helps to kind of build on each other. And then now as I'm moving even more into the spiritual work and personal development, I'm starting to see 1111 again. Mm -hmm. And I haven't, I feel like I haven't seen it in like almost a year. So, so yeah, it it really is daily for me. It is something that I pay attention to all the time and um I'm always open to receiving as much information as I can, so that I can, I can do what it is I'm supposed to be doing. Because ultimately, mm-hmm. that's going to make me feel fulfilled, and it's going to
0: make me feel confident in what I'm doing. So, right. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I have a quick question. So, a, the numbers are based off of your date of birth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And can they change? No, they're set in stone. Yeah, they're set in stone. They're always okay. going to be the same. So can you clarify the path two to path 11 thing? So what does your number say? Path So 11?
1: It's, it's path 11. So when I added up all the numbers together, it is path 11.
0: Oh, I see. Path two, because one plus one plus is two. One plus one is two. Okay, I yeah. see. All right. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I could not write, I couldn't wrap uh-huh. my head around that. And I yeah. was like, oh, I thought they were set in stone and they yeah. don't change, but I see now. But yeah. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Okay, good. Oh, good. interesting. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> Tell me about me. <laughs> yes. uh, so, so many,
1: uh, when I started reading your chart, I just felt like, wow. Okay. This really, it really makes sense. It really speaks to all the work that you're doing oh my gosh. right now. And so I want to explain that there are five numbers in your chart. And like you said, they don't ever change. Okay. And we deal with our challenge numbers and our strength numbers. Okay. So the first challenge number is your soul number. Okay. And this really relates to how you feel about yourself. It's almost this this strength that you want to step into, but you can't quite identify yourself Mm -hmm. in this role. And... Then we have your karma number, Mm -hmm. which is your biggest challenge number. And so this pertains to external. How do other people view you? What are the external pressures or challenges that you are faced based on how other people view you? And it also relates to your karmic debt, which depending on what your beliefs are, is really in regards to something that you struggle with in a previous life that you're now trying to, in a sense, kind of pay off. We call it karmic debt in this life. Mm-hmm. And then you have your destiny number, which is something that you mastered in a previous life that you were always going to come to. Okay. In this so that's life. a strength. So it's a strength. And if you feel like you're not living in your destiny, you can always come to it. It's always available to. You. It's not something that you have to try and figure out, or you have to try and. Um, it's going to be like kind of a lot of effort. It's it naturally will come to you. So if you're not living it right now, it is. I want to. I don't know if I to necessarily use the word easiest, but it it is something that is always available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your gift, which I mentioned earlier, which I feel like is very beneficial for mothers to know, is your ultimate superpower, and. A lot of times I'm curious once I get to your gift,
0: mm-hmm. um, your thoughts
1: on this. I don't want to really spoil
0: it. I know, I'm dying. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we need times, all this. We need the baseline. Yeah, we, we need the, baseline. the basics. Um,
1: your gift is something that it's almost like it's just your, it's your superpower. It's so easy for you to master it. It's nothing that's going to be outside of what you can do. Mm-hmm. And kind of like your destiny, it's always available to you. And then we have the path number, which traditionally, and if you've ever had numerology reading before, you might have been um, explained that it was a a challenge number. But I love to think of your path as neutral. And you're sort of ebbing and flowing between your strength and your challenge. Because when we think about life and being on our path, sometimes we feel like we're walking down our path. And it's sunshine and rainbows and everything's amazing. And then we turn and it's raining mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know all these things. And so I feel like it's more of an ebb and flow. Okay. So mm-hmm. getting into Lori's um, chart, and I just want to kind of share that I did ask her a couple of questions. I usually like to start these off with understanding a little bit more about some of your challenges. Mm-hmm. And so really looking at your chart, Lori, when it comes to your soul and your path, the fact that they are both three is very interesting, because it is a challenge place for you, but that you can kind of come full circle with. And so three really has to do with your positive mind.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: And it has to do with really stepping into how you can be more in flow, Mm -hmm. and more creative with everything that you're doing. When you're in your challenge with your three, oftentimes we are Trying to, in a sense, like put so much energy and force into doing something and trying to do it in a specific way, but really we could step it into more flow. And so that's why I asked you more about, you know, do you find yourself getting really worked up and then burning yourself out? That is a classic three, (laughs) (laughs) being in their challenge. Yeah. yeah. so you can really, even just, for example, like looking into your work, how you can maybe you know, kind of outsource certain things or have other people do things that feel more tedious or heavy for you to do so that you can really step into the role of just like, for example, your podcast, just Mm -hmm. turning on the mic and recording and speaking and have someone else deal with all the rest kind of Mm -hmm. thing. It's kind of like that kind of thought process of Mm -hmm. doing the things that are really going to help you have the most energy and the most flow and the less friction Mm -hmm. or resistance. And I know that that's challenging for us Mm -hmm. to do, Mm
0: -hmm. especially as
1: mothers, because we're balancing all these three things. But Mm -hmm. um, some of the things you can do is to really focus on positive affirmations and creating your own positive affirmations Mm -hmm. because we tend to, if we're threes, we are, we just, we don't really step into our strengths as much as we really could we overanalyze things. We overthink things. <laughs> I literally just
0: admitted to doing that earlier. <laughs> yes. And so
1: that, and and the fact that you now know this, you mm-hmm. know that you can now transition to what is the opposite. You can, it, it's really going to help you realize when you are doing it mm-hmm. so that you can start to move away from it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting because when I think about my journey with overthinking, Mm -hmm. um, there's, it started off with this funny, like the realization started off with this funny mug that said, let me overthink about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy cow, that is totally me. And then I overthought about being an overthinker. And I was like, oh, and then I started justifying why I was an overthinker. Because I was like, oh, well, I think about it because I meaning in my life is important to me. Right. So then I was like, well, the reason I'm overthinking about this is and then I was feeling like I constantly had to justify it. Right. And only very recently have I started to let go of justifying it being like, well, it's not my deal anymore. So if you have a problem with me overthinking things like person outside of me, mm-hmm. um, whether you're a stranger or um a husband or yes. whoever, which he doesn't anymore. He's, he knows me well enough to accept me as I am. Just that's who I am. And right. that if you know me at all, you'll know that I have deep feelings and deep passions and and meaning and, and small details are really important to me. So yes. I'm just not going to justify it anymore. Right. I'm going to think instead of labeling it as overthinking right. but I'm, I'm starting to let go of this need to justify yes why I am the way that I am right. and mm. that's beautiful because that shows that you're
1: stepping more into your strength with it mm-hmm. and the thing about it being your path as well is that it's always going to be kind of something that you're ebbing and flowing between so you're going to find your strength oh, okay. that you might kind of mm-hmm. ease back in it's just part of it mm-hmm. um and so it's very interesting that it's your yeah, that it's your soul and your path because it's, it's, it's sort of meant for you to be in sort of this back and forth state and to have these realizations and move out of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't notice it until you just uh, pointed it out that on the triangle, Mm -hmm. um, my two bottom numbers are both the same and my two middle numbers are both the same. Mm -hmm. Is that common?
1: Uh, So Traditionally, the way that you do the chart is going to be very intuitive to the person. So it's not always Mm, going to look like this, but it isn't very common, I would say, to see these double numbers like this. Like all my numbers are the same. Usually all numbers are, I'm sorry, all my numbers are different. Okay. Usually all numbers are different. Okay. So the fact that you have double double numbers (laughs) is, (laughs) is very interesting and it's not something you see that much.
0: Wow. Yeah okay all right i'm just gonna own that too
1: (laughs) but yeah you can really step into and you know how you can be more positive how you and you know Mm -hmm. what that means for you and you know when these things come up and and really what helps is positive affirmations recording them so you could hear them in your own voice so you know Mm -hmm. it's you it's something you want to step out of um journaling and things of mm-hmm. that nature. Just journaling is my favorite. Yes. I'm obsessed with
0: journaling. Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. Getting ready to create a bunch of journals. Actually, I'm so, oh, I'm so stoked for them. Just because I love them so yes. much. And I'm a collector. And I used to be embarrassed about being a collector, like mm-hmm. a closet journal collector. Now I'm just gonna be open about it. Yes. I'm just gonna go for it. Um something you said about the positive affirmations. I love positive affirmations. I've got angel cards around, mm-hmm. I've got um whatever those cards are over there that we're looking at. Um, every, 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 uh, crunchy person I know has in their house, but there are positive affirmations. I like having that around words, hold a lot of meaning for me. I love to have reminders around. I have jewelry that has positive affirmations that only make sense to me. Um, gosh, but then the figuring out, what is meaningful to you really speaks to me because I feel like there are so many positive messages out there that actually just this morning during one of my tapping uh, sessions that I'm trying out, they said something that spoke to me and it was in that moment that I realized like, Oh, I hadn't heard an affirmation like that before. Mm -hmm. And that speaks to me. And I feel like that was some sort of unfolding toward my truer self because I felt like before that with some of the tapping exercises, you're basically repeating what this person is telling you to repeat. And I'm like, I just don't know if this is my affirmation, exactly. you know? Yes. And I feel like just this morning I had hit on one that spoke to me that I was like, oh, Maybe I should write that down instead of like the 100 other ones I've just tried. Exactly. Yes. It's very important for it to be personal to you. And Mm -hmm. of course, there's
1: so many beautiful things out in the world. But yes, Mm -hmm. having it relate back to you and and what you really want to step into is really, really helpful.
0: Mm -hmm. And the other thing that makes me think of is that during a recent visit with one of my naturopaths, um, I was talking about how... I can be super sick and show up. I wasn't sick. We were just talking about something else. (laughs) But um, I can show up anyway with great energy and wonder and curiosity Mm. and all of this. And and I used to kind of be ashamed of that. And I can just really bring a lot of energy to the table, even if my physical body is like, your leg is going to stop working if you do not sit down or stretch or something, you know, she said, that's because you have a lot of vitalism. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I'm just going to go ahead and try that jacket on for size. I like what you're saying there. Mm -hmm. And Oh yes, the vitalism jacket looks good on me. I like that description. And I'm just going to kind of step into that more because I do have that. And for a, a few weeks there thinking about it, I felt like I was being braggadocious by Mm -hmm. saying I have vitalism instead Mm -hmm. of just being proud of it and owning it. Um, and announcing it and talking about it right. in those terms, mm-hmm. something that finally made sense to me, I was nervous for a little bit that that would sound like I was bragging. Right Now I don't see it as that. Now I know that it's actually when you're talking about strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. it is actually sometimes a big weakness for me. Right. Because then I I can completely ignore my body or my schedule or my exhaustion or whatever it is, because I have that. Right. So I'm This is a very new journey for me, but I'm trying to learn how to balance the strength and the weakness of that characteristic.
1: Right. And it's really interesting that you said that because that really does relate to the next numbers. Okay. All the woo woo. I love it. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, So, your destiny. So, also Mm -hmm. read your karma because your karma is your biggest challenge number and it's in nine, Mm -hmm. which is the divine feminine. So, what you just said. Feeling like you couldn't speak about this thing that you really resonate with Mm -hmm. is relating to you feeling that external pressure of really stepping into the divine feminine, into what is really lifting you up, elevating you, making Mm -hmm. you feel empowered. It is really tied to maybe something that maybe happened previously that you were trying to work off now. And so, really stepping away from that and letting that go, like you said, you're already starting to do it. it shows me that you're already stepping into your strength with mm-hmm. that, because it is very much about how other people perceive us. Mm-hmm. Really challenging what we truly believe, and mm-hmm. how much that, that holds us back. Mm-hmm. So if it's if you're allowing it to hold you back, you're you're more in your um, challenge. But if you are able to step through it, then you are more in your uh, strength in that which relates to your destiny number, which is also nine. That's crazy. I love that you have all these double (laughs) numbers happening. So your destiny number is something that you've mastered. And regardless of if you are dealing with it now in your, in your, um, your current life and your current path, uh, you will always come to it. Like I said, so you are with everything that you're doing. I, I, Seriously got chills when I was reading mm. the chart because with this podcast, mm-hmm. with your work that you're doing, you are 100% stepping into divine feminine in a very strong way. And it's helping to, in a sense, kind of pay off any kind of negative challenges that are happening with it. And so it's really important for you to really pay attention to not, which this is easier said than done, but not giving too much kind of sadness or kind of anger to any negativity that's happening Mm. to acknowledge it. We know that it's negative. We know it's not something that we agree with. It's not something that we want to um, embody, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but by getting really in a sense, like I don't know if anyone use the word triggered by it, but just upset, sad or angry. You are in a sense like putting more fuel to that fire, which you do not want to do. You want to put more fuel into empowering women and mothers and lifting. Right. That's right. And the fact that you're doing this now, as we are stepping into the Aquarian age is really showing that this is really your purpose, not to put too much pressure on you, but you (laughs) are part of the movement of lifting us up, which I have very much felt in just being friends with you with what you do with the mama group and just everything you're doing to support women. You are really part of elevating quite i mean it's just i'm getting chills i know i can't even believe it it's it's what you were meant to do and you are so in alignment with it you're so much in your strength and it's just it's incredible oh thanks i'm I'm gonna
0: try not to cry about it it's not gonna work but um (laughs) (laughs) i i do every day i show up and do this Mm -hmm. without a shadow of doubt i feel like i'm doing what it is i'm supposed to be doing yes and every once in a while like The Well, I say without a shadow of doubt, but then it's almost like the noise of Mm -hmm. distraction of the outside world and and exactly what you're saying of Mm -hmm. like um, not giving fuel to that fire, not giving sadness or anger into if I'm hearing it right toward the nine energies that I see that I kind of want to like um, fight or like any of that sort of like motherhood stuff. Cause there are moments I feel very conflicted. Yeah, I know that my true work without a shadow of a doubt is to elevate and to stay on that path and maintain that path. Mm -hmm. And, um, that has unfolded as, I'll just give you a very recent example. Yes. I just interviewed Mandy Kirk, Mandy Irby, um, the birth nurse, and we're talking about improving birth culture. Mm. And I am extremely triggered by that. Yes. Right? Uh, and all of the trauma and all of the things that go along with it, I'm, I'm triggered by the lack of communication. I'm triggered by the disrespect. I want to call a spade a spade. Um, I want to... <laughs> address it in a certain way. And I want to give into that quite literally sadness and anger Mm -hmm. surrounding motherhood and all things women and the way that we're disrespected. Mm -hmm. And what you said makes total sense because that is just dumping gasoline on that fire. And that doesn't do anything to elevate. Not at all. Um, I'm not ignoring it. But I also realize that that's not my wheelhouse, mm-hmm. and if I find myself start to be drugged down by either personal trauma or any of, any of that, and I try to mix it up too much, it, the elevation can't happen. Exactly, and so I have to keep finding ways to rebound from those lower moments and get back on the path that I'm supposed to be on. So that's why I say without a shadow of a doubt, that's where I'm supposed to be. I do feel like very specifically, my challenge is to stay on that path. Mm-hmm. Because every time a meme is like thrown in my face by hashtag mom life on Instagram, yeah. I'm like, That is not what motherhood is about. Like, why are people sharing this crap? You know, and I get so low in that, that it's not my... Job to take on every single one of those memes. Mm-hmm. It's it's not my job to take on every single terrible birth story, you know, or mm-hmm. or picket over absolutely everything. Instead, I've really got to be clear about what that looks like. Mm-hmm. It might involve pip- picketing one day. I don't know, <laughs> but, but I'm open to that if the if the path is clear. Yes. But it's so interesting because I wow, I actually wrote down while you were talking without even thinking about it. Like I do feel I'd be okay with being a shepherd of the age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. I would be okay with that. Oh, I'm yes. totally okay with that. Wow, that is just. So and it, it it makes sense it even makes sense like where does I come from mm-hmm. you know and 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 motherhood and how it's been presented to me and these enormous dichotomies they're just so I mean I feel like I've seen the spectrum right. of stuff and have influenced my own personal life so then it's just very interesting then to still be on this path. It feels good. Yeah, you know it. It's I mean, good. I feel like we're different people than when we met, honestly. Oh, yeah, totally. Like stepping yes. into this stuff. Yes. It's so good. It oh, Nadia, it this happens. is so good. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so you did um ask me some questions. So the interesting part about all of this is is that you did my chart mm-hmm. and then just said as part of the preparation for this episode, you were like, I'm just going to ask you a few questions. And every question you sent, I was like I know you know me, but there's absolutely zero way you could know me with all the questions that you asked exactly. specific to like my health, mm-hmm. um, like yes. things I don't share. Um, and then also things that I would never have talked about. So You had even mentioned things like, you know, are you overly pleasing? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I've Mm -hmm. had to just really, it's an active struggle to break out of that people pleasing behavior Mm -hmm. and to be true to myself and to let go of, Ooh, I'm having a visceral reaction. Um, You know, I always talk about it on the show, my um, middle back tingled. I don't know what that means, Mm. but um, that was interesting. I felt like I need to just sit up a little straighter because my back was like, Ooh, something's there. Um, But I am a recovering people pleaser and, I do find myself holding back from talking about that and other things or just topics in general, because I want to be a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. But instead of viewing it through that lens, I've started to view it through the lens of how do I stay on that higher path? You know, am I not talking about it because I'm trying to please people or am I not talking about it because it's not part of the path? Right. It's not part of my purpose. And I feel like more and more and more, I've, um, started to admit to myself, the true reason for me not talking about certain topics is because it's just not part of my path right. and I don't need to take on everything. Right. Oh man, this is good. This is good. Tell me more. Tell me more.
1: Ooh, so the gift, which like okay. I said earlier would be oh, so yeah. beneficial for all of us to know. And I, I'm, I want to hear your reaction to this. Okay. So you are gift eight. Uh-huh. Which represents the healer?
0: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
1: so it is really about stepping into this role again, not to put so much weight on your shoulders, (laughs) but stepping in this role of, as it relates to your destiny, of really helping women to feel essentially better about themselves, more connected to themselves and that they do have the power to stand up for the things that they want to stand up for Mm -hmm. and that they, like you talked about birth, about having empowerment through giving birth, which is, yes. I mean, we could go Mm -hmm. into a whole thing about how women are treated and how unfortunate it is, but you are in a sense helping people to realize that there is this different way. There is this better way for us to focus on and that it is available to all of us. Mm -hmm. And it also speaks to abundance. Oh, cool. It also speaks into bringing more wealth and health and just living a really full life. It is a very spiritually connected number. Cool. You have this relationship this really strong and however you want to refer to it, the universe, God, Mm -hmm. you have a really strong connection to it. And it's really about focusing on in a sense, like breathing more life into everything that you do. And so you, you said this earlier that you have all this energy mm-hmm. that is such um, a trait of an eight. You oh, have yeah. so much energy. It's almost like you have this backup. And I even wonder yeah. sometimes how do you do all <laughs> of these things? You have three kids and you're doing all, it's beautiful. It's unfolding because you have with yeah. it, the infinity eight, oh it's,
0: infinity it's, is just
1: no always kidding. flowing through you and yeah. so you have all this energy you have a reserve of energy and so if you ever are feeling like perhaps you are depleted in energy mm-hmm. anywhere that you could be kind of fueling more energy into yourself I would really encourage you to do breath work I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever done breath work before L- so lightly I, okay breath work light <laughs> <laughs> Depending on where you feel about I'm curious yeah. to hear your thoughts about the eight because people yeah. are usually have different reactions when they hear their gift, but it, it is mm. your superpower. So it is something that, like I said, it's always available to you mm. and it's really up to you to fully embody it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm like real happy with my results. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. um, because I do feel like there is that and immediately when you said the healer, just that the words made me um, think about all kinds of things differently, because I'm on a healing health journey for mm-hmm. myself. And I feel like it is totally possible. I feel like I've been absolutely pointing in the direction of the uh, most appropriate healers in my Mm -hmm. life. And for me, that has looked like not allopathic medicine. It has looked like naturopaths, chiropractors, energy workers, all of that, that makes so much sense to me. And I feel like my best self when I'm working with other people who I would refer to as healers. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and some of them, I think maybe only two or three, but still, they identify as healers as well, and they know their role right. in that. And they've stepped into that, and it, it's, it's awesome. I would be curious to know if that's their actual number or not, but mm. that they have a very healing role, and they, they show up, and that's what they do. And then I benefit from it. Right. And there is like this um, kind of mutual respect, I think, with those people right. too. And I would like to heal motherhood. for moms because I hear all these messages and I'm like, wait, what? No, honey, no, there is another way. And that is literally the energy behind the podcast is showing people that there is a different way. Mm -hmm. And my current challenge is actually when it comes to ironically, like homeschool has brought a lot to the surface, Mm -hmm. um, where, Oh, I'm going to swallow hard because I'm just going to be honest about it. And it's hard to say out loud because I'm still trying to figure out how to process it and how to present it. Um, But when all this stuff started going down and everyone had to home educate their children, the broader societal message was there is no way that women can work Mm -hmm. and homeschool their children and be happy and do all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I got really excited because I was like, yes, you can. See, I have been working from home. I've been working with children. I've been having children while I'm working. You know, we've been taking in another child, like all this stuff. And we're doing it and I'm happy. And yes, you can have this abundance. And and it is possible. And basically, I got told to shut up. Mm-hmm. and that i was making other moms look bad because i was one of the people who was quote unquote doing it all and i n- didn't view it through that lens mm-hmm. um and me l- living my life the way i am became challenging mm-hmm. to other moms and they felt so that's why it was interesting i'm thinking about what you said like numerology and angel numbers doesn't challenge religion it exists separate from it mm-hmm. i feel like there is this motherhood path, this motherhood journey, this way of being and thinking and, and, and believing that is separate from the toxic cultural messages yes. that are actually the ones holding you back. And so I want to show people there are other options mm-hmm. and that I'm living it. Yes. You know, I am a farm girl from the foothills of the Appalachian mountains in rural Ohio, across the border from West Virginia. And I live on Maui and it's possible. Like my life is, you know, I, I, I've traveled the world. I've seen different things and it's, it's possible. Mm -hmm. And so I do feel like part of how I show up is just me showing that it is possible, but not everyone's ready to receive that Mm -hmm. or to try on those glasses. And I am trying to show up and be helpful and it is kind of hurtful sometimes when people are like, shut up and sit down you're the exception Mm -hmm. or whatever, or you're privileged or you're this or you're that. And there are all these elements that play into it for sure. Mm -hmm. And I'm not denying them, but I also see that it's, Available to them too, mm-hmm. and so that's why I go back and listen to Nadia's other episode <laughs> about like you know good on her the same for me Yes. you know I I wish that people could maybe try on that lens of seeing things differently or trying things different way but I also recognize that it would take a great leap of faith for someone to quit their job and start working mm-hmm. from home or you know when there's the details that could bog you down and man, it's hard. It's hard to shift your mindset into that abundance stuff. So I really super identify with that of like, I am showing you there's this other way.
1: Yes.
0: And slowly over time with the podcast, I'm meeting other women, other moms who are doing the same thing. And we're over here saying, okay, there is this other way. And we're trying to show you. And every once in a while, I'm not sure what it's going to take to help people, but I can't also control when people, other people are ready or not ready to see it. So the best thing I can do is show up as myself Mm -hmm. and do my work and, and, but I was telling Chris this morning, um, it's like a puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. I view the episodes as like a puzzle piece of like, okay, well, this happens to be a big like centerpiece on the puzzle, honestly, this episode, but, mm-hmm. but, um, it's one puzzle piece at a time, you know, because otherwise if I'm like, look at this whole puzzle, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How long did it take you to put that puzzle together? You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, my puzzle's not done. It is not even close to being done. But look, there's this really cool area over here. If you just show up and put in one puzzle piece at a time, you'll start to see the bigger picture, mm-hmm. things will fall into place, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do feel like I have an abundance of energy. Yes. And I love the infinity eight thing. I don't know, I never saw it as like an infinity number. I was Like, yeah, that's cool. I do feel that. Um, and I feel like I recently stepped into that. Um you know, with my kids sort of sleeping through the night a little bit more. Mm, Um, I used to think it was just fatigue. And then one day I realized that the energy wasn't running out. Exactly. And I I did realize that. And then it had nothing to do with sleep Mm -hmm. and the amount of sleep I was or wasn't getting. And I was like, oh, interesting. So I tapped into that. And I do see how that puts me in flow, Mm -hmm. if you will. And flow has kind okay. This is really long. I'm sorry, but I think it's important <laughs> um, that the that flow is something I have been dabbling with. Mm-hmm. But the perfectionist, overthinker in me, um, the people pleaser in me, all of that um, flow. Sometimes uh, I felt like it's let me down because I forgot. I've overcommitted and mm-hmm. I've forgotten. People, like yeah. I've forgotten appointments, or someone showed up at my door one day and I was like, I forgot you were coming. And this feels really important to you that you're here. You mm-hmm. know, like it was very intentional for that person to come. And right. and so I was like, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I was just in this flow and then I forgot I had this appointment, you right. know, and it wasn't the flow that let me down. Right. It was something in, in me, you know, I'm not sure how to balance those two. Yes. Uh, Do you have any thoughts on that? I need a tip.
1: (laughs) No, it's definitely more about the balance because of course we live in this world where we are making schedules and appointments and things like that, which is not necessarily in the flow. So you Mm -hmm. are going to have to be really intentional about how you have these, um, in a sense, like moments or time where you're able to get into that flow Mm -hmm. so that you can in a sense function the best when you are kind of in a more like rigid schedule or or Mm appointments so it is about balancing the two Mm -hmm. because it's it's hard for us to just you know kind of Especially as being a creative myself and identifying with that where you sit down, you want to do a project and you want to work on it all day, but life doesn't necessarily allow you to do that. And so it's really about bringing it in where you can, but realizing that there is going to be this kind of a little bit more of a back and forth to doing things a little bit more structured.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. That's very gracious of you. And I just want to, and I feel like I'm telling you all of this to really affirm what it is you're saying. Yeah. And the other part about the strong spiritual connection—it's so funny because I was raised Catholic as well, mm-hmm. and you know, like all good Catholics, we go through <laughs> periods of doubt and yes. coming back, and then. <laughs> sometimes Mm -hmm. leaving and all this stuff. And, um, I don't necessarily identify as, I don't identify as a Catholic anymore. Um, but I do identify as Christian. And for Mm -hmm. a long time, I have always felt this very spiritual side of myself and, and wanted to acknowledge it. But I feel like there are certain limitations within the Catholic church of how you are allowed to express that or what's, it's not even the church that's kind of, it's like, Whatever the church culture you're in is, is like you don't want to be too over the top. Right. You don't, but you have to like display that you're religious enough, and that's not every Catholic church or anything like that. I just felt like there was this dance that I didn't understand. Of course, I was younger too, mm-hmm. um, but then outside of that, um, I felt like I stopped talking about spirituality or my faith or my religion, religious affiliation, mm-hmm. as a way to safeguard others. And then this past year, I was like, forget that. That is so ridiculous. Here I am talking about being true to yourself. And I have this very deep spiritual side to myself. And I am muting it for the sake of who? So I decided to stop doing that and just start openly identifying as the Christian that I am and talking about it and giving credit to God and praying more and talking about worship music and listening to it and singing to my kids and doing all this stuff that I was muting before right. and I definitely feel like that wow. was also the shift that happened when I started because all these changes I feel like are fairly recent mm-hmm. and I feel like that all of these changes also aligned with me uh tapping back in and being more open about my spiritual side right. yeah. this is so cool
1: yes
0: you're spot on <laughs> you're spot on that's awesome that's awesome
1: Oh, yeah. But yeah, I resonate with that as well as being someone that was raised Catholic. Of mm-hmm. There are things about um, being raised Catholic that I definitely do honor and that was a beautiful yeah. part of my journey and that I I do share with my daughter and my family, even though I don't necessarily identify as being a Catholic. Mm-hmm. There are some beautiful things that I learned that mm-hmm. I think I can still embody. And so it's really about, you know how can we be a little bit more or a lot more open to just embracing what it is that resonates with us Mm -hmm. regardless of if if it's a religious affiliation or spirituality we can really take what is going to be beneficial for us it's going to help lift us up and help lift up others Mm -hmm. and like you said it it has felt very like you have to keep it to yourself but Mm -hmm. we are very much moving into that time where we can be more open because I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. Mm-hmm. They do feel this kind of, in a sense, like back and forth or this kind of questioning, what is it that I really want to kind of affiliate myself with or um, acknowledge? And so by talking about it, we're helping other people mm-hmm. be able to feel more comfortable with it because it is okay to just be connected to whatever most resonates with you.
0: mm-hmm. A couple more uh, realizations I had while you were talking there. Mm. Uh, some more affirmations for you. My favorite thing that I will not let go of from the cath- my Catholic upbringing, mm-hmm. Mother Mary. Yes. Can't let go of that. That's like my thing. Mm-hmm. And that is like the ultimate divine feminine oh, exactly. in my eyes. Yes. And uh, when I was younger, I have chills thinking about it. Um, well, I don't have any tattoos, but mm-hmm. I really wanted to get a tattoo. And then I met my husband and he doesn't. You know, my husband's so, listening. yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so I never got a tattoo yeah. and I'm fine with that, you know, but the tattoo I wanted was the sacred heart of Mary in the mm. middle of my back. Yes. How interesting yeah. of all things, yes. huh? Yes.
1: This is fascinating.
0: <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the being an eight. I'm okay with the divine yes. feminine stuff. I'm okay with walking that path because I just, I appreciate the validation of this, Nadia. Thank yes. you. Yes. No, I appreciate
1: you. Uh, having me on to share and talk about it and to yeah dive into a little bit further because it is, like I said, it's, it's only to help us. It's only to help lift us up, to mm-hmm. strengthen us, to feel like we are really doing what it is that we are supposed yeah. to be doing. And so,
0: yeah, cool. I love it. And um, I know that other people are going to want, need, that validation right now. Are you doing this for other people?
1: Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yes. So I have two options. You can either. So if you're curious and this is kind of sparking some interest and you're kind of wondering, huh, I wonder what my numbers are. Mm -hmm. I can do a reading for you, which would be me basically writing out your chart. So you would get a PDF of your numerology chart. And then I'd also do an audio because I feel like it's so helpful to also hear it and have it reading it, but then also hearing it. But if you are in a situation right now where you are feeling very off your path Mm -hmm. and you feel very disconnected and you're not sure where your gift is, you can also book a one-on-one reading with me as well where Mm -hmm. we can start to kind of like what Lori and I just did, just talking it through Mm -hmm. and really working on where you are mostly in your strength versus your weakness or your challenges so that you can get back on path and be where you want to be. So yeah, two my options gosh. available for you.
0: So cool. I know my listeners are going to want to connect with you more. Where can they find you these days? So I do have my work mm-hmm. website, but I also have Nadia Bernardi.com. So
1: either, or you can come and check me out. Um, cool. I'm also on Instagram at work and woo. Mm-hmm. So come say hello there. I'm usually on Instagram. The yeah most
0: part. it's my favorite my it's favorite. gonna be my new favorite i'm yes. actually transitioning to only instagram mm. and i feel so relieved yeah true path stuff right there yes <laughs> i love it i love that <laughs> oh nadia you are so awesome this has just been such a gift i really appreciate you thank you
1: so much for having me on laurie it was my pleasure
0: that's it for this episode of elevating motherhood thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today I hope you found some insight and inspiration, or maybe a little of both. If you liked today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. I use your feedback to plan future shows and cover topics that serve you. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Links to those accounts are in the show notes. For more information, including today's show notes, head to elevatingmotherhood.com. That's elevatingmotherhood.com. Thanks again, Mama. I appreciate you.